Hello, welcome to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you create a wealthy life free from burnout and with the financial security to practice medicine on your own terms. I'm your host, Dr. Elisa Zhang. Hello, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. The idea behind growing your wealthy mindset is so that you can have a wealthy life. To me, a wealthy life goes beyond money, but having lots of money can definitely be part of a wealthy life. Building wealth is all about acquiring assets. So I thought for this episode, why don't we talk about what an asset is? Why is it important? And how do we use it to build our wealth? Robert Kiyosaki of Rich Dad Poor Dad fame is famous for defining an asset as something that puts money in your pocket and a liability as anything that takes money out of your pocket. The best definition I found for an asset is anything that has value that can be owned or controlled to produce positive economic value. Assets can be physical or intangible. Physical assets include things like real estate property. Physical assets for businesses would also include things like equipment and inventory. Intangible assets include things like intellectual property, patents, trademarks, and goodwill. Understanding assets is important because it helps us make informed decisions about how to allocate our resources. By understanding the different types of assets and their potential value, then we can make better investment decisions, manage our finances more effectively, and then build long-term wealth. By diversifying our assets, we can reduce risk and maximize our returns. We can also use assets to generate passive income, which can help us achieve financial freedom and independence. Stocks and bonds are the most common assets that people in the United States invest in, generally in the form of mutual funds and hopefully in index funds. If you've got a 401k or 403b at work, it's probably invested in mutual funds. When you buy a stock, you're buying a small piece of equity in a company that's issuing the stock. As the company appreciates in value, you share in their appreciation by the stock price rising. Some stocks also pay dividends. When you buy a mutual fund of stocks, you're buying a collection of hundreds or thousands of stocks for instant diversification. When you buy a bond, you are lending money to the issuer of the bond and you get paid interest back, which is passive income. Stocks and bonds are considered intangible assets. Buying ownership of a privately owned company is similar to buying stock as an asset. This is called investing in private equity and may also be known to you as angel investing or venture capital investing. Generally, these companies are smaller and potentially less established than those that are publicly traded, so it may involve more risk, but potentially more reward as well. Similarly, lending money is comparable to buying bonds. There are debt funds, which may buy things like mortgage-backed securities or other investments where you're making a loan and are being paid back interest, as well as the principal at some point. Real estate is a physical asset that can generate passive income through renting the property, as well as from appreciation of the value of that real estate over time. Real estate could be used as collateral for loans, which is what we call a mortgage, which allows us to leverage our investment and build additional wealth. I'll talk a little bit more about that leverage in a little bit. Intellectual property, or IP, refers to intangible assets created by human creativity and intellect, such as inventions, literary and artistic works, symbols, names, images, All these things are intellectual property. Intellectual property is considered an asset because it has value and it can be bought, 
sold, licensed, or even used as collateral for loans. It provides exclusive rights to the owner, preventing others from using or exploiting those creations without the permission of the owner. For example, a patent gives the inventor exclusive rights to make, use, and sell their invention for a limited time, allowing them to profit off their innovative idea. Similarly, a trademark protects a business's brand identity and reputation, which makes it easier for customers to recognize that company and choose their products or services that are associated with that brand. Intellectual property can also be licensed and sold to others, which can provide a source of revenue for the owner. An example of how intellectual property can be licensed or sold to others is a musician can license their music for use in commercials or films, and that generates income in the form of royalties. What about liabilities? Liabilities are obligations to pay money or other assets to another party in the future. In a word, liability is debt. Common liabilities are mortgages, which is debt backed by real estate as collateral, car loans, personal loans, business loans, and credit card debt. Building wells does not necessarily mean eliminating liabilities. The key is to have your liabilities tied to an asset that's appreciating so that you're leveraging other people's money. This is the case with getting a mortgage when you're purchasing an investment property. Without the ability to borrow to buy a property, it would be a lot more difficult for an individual to buy real estate, and it would also require many more investors for a real estate syndication. Linking a liability with an appreciating asset can really help build wealth, but leverage works in both directions. It amplifies profits and loss. Consider buying a $100,000 property with a 20% down payment of $20,000. If the property appreciates by 20% and you sell it for $120,000, then your initial investment of $20,000 has now doubled since now you have $40,000, which is a rate of return of 100%. If you didn't get a mortgage and bought the property cash, then your investment of $100,000 gave you the same $20,000, but instead of doubling your investment, you had a rate of return of 20%. But if that same property loses value and you decide to sell it to cut your losses, you could lose all of your down payment and even have to pay the mortgage with additional funds if you sell it for less than the balance of the mortgage. To keep these examples simple, I'm not including transaction fees like closing costs. If the property sells for $80,000, then you've lost your entire $20,000 investment, even though the property only lost 20% of its value. If you sold the property for $70,000, then you've lost your initial $20,000 investment, and you have to bring $10,000 of additional money that you're essentially losing in order to sell the property. This is why leverage can actually be really dangerous in some ways. If you had bought the property with $100,000 in cash, you would lose the same $20,000 selling the property at $80,000, but then you would have only lost 20% of your investment. Again, higher risk, higher reward. And so being more leveraged is higher risk, but comes with the potential of higher reward. What you want to avoid are liabilities that are not linked to appreciating assets. Your business loan is linked to what's hopefully an appreciating asset because hopefully your business is growing and therefore growing in value. Your car loan is not linked to an appreciating asset, at least not for most cars. A new car depreciates considerably as soon as it's driven off the dealer's lot. That doesn't mean that you can't take out a car loan, but you don't want to think about buying your car as buying an asset that is actually going to help you with building wealth. 
Understanding assets and liabilities is crucial for building long-term wealth. By diversifying our assets and using them strategically, we can achieve our financial goals and create a better future for ourselves and our families. And that's really what I want for you. That's why I do this. That's why I create these podcast episodes, as well as all the other content I put out into the world. We physicians work so hard to get to where we are. And while I do believe that being a physician is a noble profession, it's one that really can be hard at some times. There have been a lot of changes in the way healthcare is run and just the systems of healthcare. And so I truly believe that by us building our wealth and creating financial freedom, that allows us to practice medicine on our own terms, to practice medicine the way we want to, whether it's part-time or being very specific about what procedures or patients we see, or even being able to give back by doing mission trips. Whatever you want to do when you reach financial freedom is up to you. So I truly hope that you find these podcast episodes helpful. And if you do, please share them with your friends, acquaintances, and colleagues. It would mean so much to me. Thank you so much. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could share it with your friends and colleagues. And now for the disclaimer. I am not a certified financial planner, accountant, or attorney, and nothing I say should be construed as professional investment, tax, or legal advice. This show is primarily for your education and entertainment. I am a physician, but I'm probably not your physician. So if you need any medical advice, please contact your own physician. Thank you.